Mood.tv So the other day, I had to return a router to Verizon. I hate that. Couldn't have it picked up. Totally cool. So Milo and I, we drove to said area, and we walk into the UPS store. I got my box. There's two desks, one to the right, where there's someone being serviced straight ahead of me, two girls ahead of me working at a desk. It says printing and shipping. So I walk up to the desk with my box, and I say, oh, I see you have shipping and printing. Can I ship this here? And I hold the box out. <laughs> and crickets? You would have thought that like you were speaking a different language. Like they were like, what the hell? Did this guy just ask if I can ship a box at a UPS store? Is this kid stupid? So I see this from two different people. Both employees? It's not like an employee and helping somebody? Both yeah. employees and, you know, very respectful, not being rude at all. Just they did not understand that the box in my hand was supposed to do something. And it broke me. My brain just went boink. I was like, I, 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 I often run into these situations because I approach things in weird ways. Well, there's a pretty uncomfortable moment of, moment of silence there, right? They said, or they didn't say anything. They were like, a box? And then I could see for like a solid five seconds, <laughs> we were all just looking at you, and you were very confused. <laughs> I think you had a bit of a crisis there. Like, you know, you're older than me, but I didn't think you were in your midlife crisis area until then. I did. I had an inner crisis because I, I questioned everything in my life. I was like, do I know how to talk to people? What did I do here? It seems pretty obvious. All I said is it says printing and shipping. Which one is it? Is it both? Is it neither? And I had a box in my hand. So five seconds goes by. As Milo said, everybody's looking at everybody. And so I say, can I give you this box? <laughs> and I hold the box out. <laughs> I'm starting to think this is more on you than them. Oh, yeah. And this didn't work either. Quite. I mean, it almost worked. And the woman was like, yes, you can give me this box. What do you want us to do with the box? The other girl says, do you need to print something out for that box? No, no, no. <laughs> I have everything printed out for said box. Here's the box. So she finally takes it from me, puts it on the scale. Everything's good. We walk out and then just have another meltdown where I've, I question everything in my life because apparently I'm very difficult to, to deal with in a, in a casual situation. <laughs> you also do that every time you go through a Dunkin' Donuts drive through Like you're always strategizing the way you gotta say everything. I've been experimenting. I have a tally. I've got a little sheet. I have a metric system where I've been going through trying to figure out. Because one time I went there and I said, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese McMuffin and a large coffee. And I got... <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's not a McMuffin. It's not a McMuffin. A McMuffin is only sold at McDonald's. I think that's where you went wrong. Yeah, but I got two loose bags of bacon. <laughs> How do you get two loose bags of bacon, my accent? Oh, because they, they sell bacon now by the, in the loose bag. Hey, Greg, I know. Because <laughs> the bag got knocked over when I was going for what I thought was my one sandwich, and there was bacon all over the damn floor of the car. <laughs> and it was delicious floor bacon. This is Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. <laughs> As you may or may not have noticed, we are Sans host Anthony this week, but me, producer EJ5000, will be taking the hosting reins. Yeah. Joined, as usual, with the co-host, The Gregaman, live from Dallas, Texas. Hey, everybody. Dallas says, what's up? It's 100 degrees all the time. It's hot in Texas. Newsflash, hot in Texas. Hot in Texas. And also joined today, our very special guest, returning guest, uh, who is now a year older, and uh, we can say a year wiser, but uh, more like a year more wise asser, my son, Milo. Sure. Anytime. <laughs> just to wait. Just to go back to that. It is, I'm 
now hearing the Dunkin' Donuts thing, you should be having some sort of crisis because this is definitely your own doing. I'm a crazy person. Yeah, but it's I'm like, trying to accommodate other people by speaking correctly, and I just ruin it all. Stop trying so hard. That's all you got to do. That doesn't go well either. <laughs> all right. Never mind. It's all bad. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I want to apologize for not having an episode out this week, everybody. Uh, but we have returned on this Monday with a brand <laughs> new banger, Sans host Anthony. So the question for the very first 187th episode of Let Me Ask You a Question is so mark twain famously quoted so says the internet against the assault of laughter nothing can stand an old jewish proverb says as soap is to the body so laughter is to the soul so the question this week is what are some times in your life that you've laughed the hardest and can you remember a time when you've used humor to dissolve a situation or when laughing dramatically changed the tone of the room, so to speak. Honestly, the first, the first, just straight laughing. There's a lot of our childhood. We always called it like that. Those late night laughs, where you get, just get to that point late at night where everything is funny. I know many times that revolved around putting on music and Cartoon Network and just watching the the animations sing our favorite songs and things like that. And for some reason, it was the funniest thing in the world. Um, but the first thing that jumped out in my mind was uh, definitely the epic Monopoly night uh, with me, you, Anthony, uh, Nick, and Eric Hoagland. Wild card. Wild card. Um, but yeah, that night in particular, I remember, I mean, I don't know, what was it? Four and a half, five hours of Monopoly? Well, for you guys, I was out early. I remember... Not as early as Nick. <laughs> was Nick out first? Because I remember rolling hard in that game. I was like, Anthony's so into this. I need to get out. Because I'm not going to be able to hang. And I'm a little brother, so I was like, I need to win. I just remember Nick got out first. He was like, I'll be the banker. And I mean, this is maybe an hour in, and Nick was done. Like, game over. And not even done because he was bored. He quit. He literally lost in like an hour of Monopoly, which is pretty hard to do with five people. <laughs> but as banker, I don't know if you remember, Nick took all the money out of the banking station and put it all in his pocket. No, no. He put it into his wallet. And then that went into his pocket. So the, the I remember what caused... <laughs> an extreme amount of laughter was somebody just passed go as you do in Monopoly and you collect $200 and Nick is struggling to get his wallet out of his back pocket because <laughs> Nick also wore tighter pants I feel like back in those days compared to the rest of us and he I mean there was a I mean I think 15 minutes of Nick trying to get the wallet full of Monopoly money out of his pocket to dole out $200 to whoever had passed go <laughs> so much so that we continued the game and just kind of like had a running tally of what Nick owes us. And I mean, he was on the floor, like trying to straighten his legs out. He was doing everything he could possibly do to get this wallet out of his pocket. And he, could, he, he couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. That one was pretty good. That one sticks out. Well, how about you, kiddo? When, when's the time that any of those questions have, have come up? That you've laughed the hardest or that laughing changed the, the tone of the room or a joke? Well, it's less of laughter in general, but more of a humorous outlook on a situation that changed a room. I don't know if I've told the story on here before but it's um it was like a year or two ago i was in school as a child <laughs> as a youngin middle school right i think so somewhere around there i was at lunch and um i got a pizza thrown into my head a whole pizza not like a whole pizza but you know how in school square lunch was, pizza it wasn't a square lunch pizza it had the same <laughs> ingredients but it was a lot more thick and tasted twice as bad all right all right it was just a really bad greasy pizza thrown on my head <laughs> it was just kind of stuck there for a little bit i was like okay okay this is my life now 
<laughs> I have two options here. I can either be defeated, right? I can say, all right, you beat me. You're, you have the power. You have the pizza. <laughs> Therefore, I, I have lost to you, right? Or I could go all in and say, I love pizza in my hair. Is my favorite thing. <laughs> you have done me a great favor. And um, and everyone else was looking at me like I was crazy. But to put it simply, that was the last time I got picked on that entire school year because they knew that pizza in my hair could not destroy me or my iron will. Did you comb it in like, this is my favorite hair product? Or were you like, oh, yeah, thank God. That was during lunchtime. That, mean I, that meant I, have, I had two classes after that. And I made sure to stop in other classrooms, too, like on the way to the class I was supposed to go to. My next class was um, strings, which I did for a couple of years. And that was a huge room. And I made sure to go in front of every person and be like, sup, I got pizza in my hair. Did, now, wait, did you have the slice or, or whatever, the, whatever type of pizza was still fully on your head? Or was it just the residue uh, afterwards? A lot of it was in the residue. Because it was very, um, it was a crumbly pizza. Oh. So there's even a bit of, um, not dough, but like the breading or the bread. Just kind of chunks of it in my hair. And the funny thing is, the kid that threw the pizza at me, he was in both of my classes after the lunch. <laughs> so he got to see firsthand that I could not be defeated. What was this person's, this guy, boy's reaction? I'm guessing it was a boy, just because we're the worst. <laughs> How, what was this boy's reaction whenever you did it in the lunchroom and then while you were gallivanting around just being like, yeah, that's funny, check this out. Yeah, he, uh, he, didn't, he hid in the corner. Just trying to ignore it. So it worked. Was he fearful for getting in trouble? Or was he... I'm not sure. Like, do you think it was the power that you had with that? That chaos magic where you're like, I don't even care. I think that was it. It was mostly that. Yeah. That was fun. It's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. And the best thing, though, afterwards, like, I had to take a shower, right? But I found that my hair got really soft after the shower because I guess the acidic nature of tomatoes or something like that. Or the cheese, maybe the grease from the cheese. There's a lot of factors in there that I'm curious yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, there's a point <laughs> is my hair got really soft the next day, so I made an effort to thank the kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I think on that note, we're going to take a short break and uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that awesome music that I composed with all of my heart and soul. That was, I was channeling laughter and also uh, I was channeling the comfort that I have that host Anthony isn't here. I got to give some digs, man. Come on. So, oh, it's so comforting. We don't have to look either at a really close picture of his face for the entirety of the recording <laughs> or his double chin bed lay, which <laughs> is just as bad. And I just want to stress that. Actually, I love both scenarios, but they're both terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I get, yeah, like I get loving the scenario for how horrendous it is, but I just don't want to let go of the fact that it is indeed horrendous. <laughs> it's funny whenever you're not in the moment. Yeah. Well, hopping right back in. Again, I'll reread the question because this is how I host. This is my, this is how I do it times in my life that I've laughed the hardest and also times that I may or may not have used humor to dissolve situation 
or to change the tone of the room or when humor changed the tone of the room. So one of my stories is whenever I was in middle school and my mom, my dad, and I were visiting Pittsburgh, my Pittsburgh aunt and uncle and cousins in Pittsburgh. And my dad, it was my dad and his brother. And my dad loved to rock and roll, man. They they had a good time. They're drinking beers, being brothers. And... I thought everything was funny. They're being funny as brothers do. Boys being boys. Not in the way that like we're talking about these days. But just they were making funny jokes and, and having a good time. But my aunt, for whatever reason, was not on board. <laughs> everything that my uncle did frustrated her. Even though everybody else was laughing. My mom and my cousin, who was about the same age as me. Everybody's on board. So things move forward. And my aunt gets so frustrated that she excuses herself and goes to bed. She's, she's getting up to leave. And somebody rips the longest, juiciest, wettest fart that I have yet to have ever heard here again. Fart goes off. Stench is immediate. The whole room smells like hot garbage. Everybody starts laughing. Nigh crying. It's that kind of laughter where you laugh so hard that you cry. My aunt immediately thinks it's my uncle and yells him out curses at this guy thinks he's so rude she excuses herself to go upstairs and it was my dad my dad ripped this amazing fart even my mom who would call my dad a pig at times for farting even though we all know farts are hilarious mm -hmm. she was on board and we were all crying and it made it even funnier that my aunt wasn't on board it's like she was pissed goes upstairs and my dad's like that was me and we're all laughing our asses off. Later that night, he fell down the steps Your dad? because of the amount of fun that it was. It was carpeted steps. He laughed his ass all the way down those steps, too. <laughs> he got to the bottom of those steps and was just crying, laughing. And I think my mom at that point was like, fuck you. But uh, I still thought it was funny, and he still thought it was funny. If you had given me a guess, I would have said it was your dad. <laughs> it was my dad. That's another instance of fart ventriloquism. <laughs> I have another my dad fart related story, which is uh, uh, actually an example of another one of those where farting broke the tension of the room. Uh, though all my stories, of course, have a hint of sadness, but but, but listeners deal. Bear with me. It's, it's all good. So my mother, she had kidney cancer, which was, yeah, right, which was kind of crazy. Crazy thing. So she had to have one of her kidneys removed. Uh, Don't worry. That's not the funny part of the story. Oh, okay. So my my mother had her kidney removed in this one hospital. And I don't know anybody who has experience with surgeries, but when they put you under anesthesia, your bowel system doesn't work anymore. It, it actually stops working. And so they don't let you leave the hospital until you've passed gas. It's a completely normal thing. I know it seems ridiculous, but it's true. So my mom had, she had the operation. Everything went swimmingly. Actually, she went under and the doctor was like, well, uh, we got all the cancer out. It's completely intact. It's kind of remarkable. We took the whole kidney out. We also noticed that you had a hernia in there. So we took care of that. Just zip that right up and uh, you're, you're good to go. <laughs> you're like, what? He gave us a Christmas tree air scent and like was like, this is great. <laughs> So we're waiting in the hospital room for my mom, for Milo's grandmother, to fart. It's me, my dad, my aunt, and I, I believe another one of my aunts. And we're just hanging out, waiting for her to fart so we can leave the hospital. The nurses are going back and forth all day. And my dad again, <laughs> standing right by the entrance of the door, 
Rips, probably not a loud one, but definitely uh, maybe the second smelliest fart that I ever smelled compared to that first one. And the nurse comes in and she smells it, makes that face when you get a good whiff of that fart. But she's excited. She's like, yay, you get to go home. And my dad is laughing, crying in the corner, holding himself up against the wall. And we're like, nope, sorry. Nope, not a wrong fart. So she leaves and eventually... Uh, nurse comes back in, and my mom, she sits up, and she's looking all, like, like belittled, you know. She, she had gone through a very serious surgery. She was very, you know, just happy that we were all there to support her. And then she leans over, and she ripped the longest <laughs> fart that I've ever heard. What? <laughs> nurse is there. We all start clapping. Everybody's like, yeah! Woo! Yeah! We're all clapping. She smiles. It's a great moment, and every and and that fart dissolved the tension of us getting, not being able to go home. Literally, though, it did. Literally, like the fart allowed you to leave. It allowed us to leave the hospital oh. after, like, again, it was like a day since uh, we had to stay an extra day just for for her to be able to <laughs> fart, and so we were able to leave. And we were like, "Yeah, her fart didn't stink." Interestingly <laughs> enough, what about the that fart you had in the like in Brooklyn somewhere? We were at the Strokes concert. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> oh, so this last New Year's Eve, we went to the Strokes concert uh, in Brooklyn, which was kind of awesome. I never, you know, that's a really good experience, but we we're eating at a restaurant beforehand and I had to go to the bathroom. And as we've discussed on the show before, there was a guy in the, in the, in the shitter already and he had the, uh, what do they call it? Position of shame? Yeah, he was in the position of shame. Guy had a position of shame. I go in and start peeing. I believe I farted a super awesome long fart. Yes, that sounds right. <laughs> while peeing? Yeah, while peeing. Yeah, he, he laughs and he's like, that's a good one, fella. <laughs> From in the stall, the guy's like, that's a good one. Right on, man. That's a good fart. So it had to be good. It was a good one. And I was like, thanks, dude. And I'm a notoriously long peer because I wait till the last second. So I was like, long pee, long fart. And then I remember, you know, packing up, leaving, going back upstairs. And then I saw the guy and he looked like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, it's really funny that if I was going to fart in front of everybody, it'd be the guy that looks like a fart. <laughs> but farts are funny. Farts are all universally funny. I, I was going to say, I'm a child. I just laughed through that entire, like, I don't know, seven or eight minutes of those stories. <laughs> well, because I remember, I remember a, a time where your dad was chasing you around your house and pinned you in the corner between the wall and, like, the china cabinet and, like, sat on you and waited. And, like, because he, he didn't have one. But he waited and, like, brewed it up and then just dropped it on you. <laughs> I forget what you did to him. You were just annoying the shit out of him, and he chased you. And I remember because I was just standing in your living room, and like I saw you run down a hall. It was like a cartoon because you ran down the hallway. He ran after you. Somehow you came back down the hallway. <laughs> he came back. You. I don't know if you tried to hide or what you tried to do, but he just sat right on you until he had a nice <laughs> juicy one and just laid it right there on your head with me and probably somebody else, like maybe like Davis or somebody standing in the room just waiting and laughing our asses <laughs> off and knowing what was coming too. And it was still like we laughed knowing it was coming. And then after it happened, laughed so much harder. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's why I, that's that's the main reason why when you said the first story, I was like, I could have guessed it was going to be your dad because <laughs> he has let out some righteous ones around us. He he had some good farts, that man. He did. <laughs> I mean, my father was no different. They were they were they were gassy gentlemen. Do you feel like your farts have improved since you've been a dad? No, no, I don't. I don't let them fly as as loosely anymore. That's true. I've, you you have brought that up on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'll like go into the bathroom and and take care of them. Away from earshot, if you will. 
That is not a thing in this household. I'm pretty glad. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. hey, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss it. But, <laughs> but you know, I don't mind either because it is, it is in in outside social settings. It's you know, it's nice to have that ingrained in me so that I'm not just letting them fly all the time. If you say so, because my dad like did like he used to just third china buffet plate just let one go at the table and we're like come on dad like we're at a restaurant and he's like i had to do it i had to do it but if you're at a party and you do i mean we just talked about a couple scenarios where farting actually enhances the experience of everyone around <laughs> i thought of one oh i thought of two more i'm not gonna i we talked about one off air where my it's it's a story where my dad still remembers ej it's a short one that's basically we just were driving and, and ej had to poop so bad that he couldn't wait. So we pulled over on the side of a mountain road and he went like, my dad gave him, and it was oddly enough, I think some Dunkin' Donuts napkins and you went <laughs> way down in a ditch and it, for whatever reason, made my dad lose his shit. <laughs> and he still remembers that, that whole scenario because he was like, you just go use leaves and you're like, I can't use leaves. Like, I, I, I can't do that. You obviously grew out of that because later on in life you were much better at pooping in weird places with no toilet paper <laughs> but that was like early on when you were never known for doing anything like that like anything out of the normal or comfort was not ej at all so he thought that was pretty funny i think you tell him the story again about your your mom and dad brought up a time i don't know where we were and i don't know if anybody else was with us it was definitely me and you and again it might have actually been david it might have been like your mom picking us up from one of the skate parks or something mm -hmm. you started speaking in a mexican accent talking about how the car was a sombrero and it was not that funny <laughs> and the addition was it was raining and i was saying that this mexican sombrero car had the windshield wiper that sounded like a rhinoceros fart <laughs> so back to farts the back windshield would go like or whatever whatever noise it made and i said that sounds like a rhinoceros fart or something like that your mom was losing her shit i mean losing it yeah she was not known to lose her shit at that time it there was I, I always said this growing up there was there was two two ej's moms it was the like ridiculously funny most times laughing you know sometimes being funny herself but most times like laughing at things and then there was slightly overprotective ej's mom where very strict. you know yeah very strict and all that things happened things aren't funny yes farts yeah. aren't funny farts aren't funny be polite Farting is not polite. The world is a cold, dead place. <laughs> We're all going to die because of the heat. Yes. But she lost her shit. And I mean, in true EJ style, he did not stop for a long time. <laughs> oh. And it was a semi-nerve-wracking drive because she couldn't stop laughing. She knew she, it was unsafe, but she could not stop stop the laughter. <laughs> no matter what he talked about, the car sombrero. And, and again, I, I was laughing at EJ's mom. Not at what EJ was saying. <laughs> yeah, the fact that she found it so funny was hilarious. It was like a good vibe where the room the room vibe was good because of it. It was, yeah. And obviously, us being not old enough to drive ourselves, it was clearly just a good time and fun. And EJ being, at that point, was not going to stop doing it if it was working. Because that's another thing when you're at that age. You know, something's working. You just you hammer that thing into the ground until it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> And this thing really didn't die. I mean, I don't remember when it stopped. I think at some point your mom had to just be like, you have to stop. Like, we're going to die in a car crash. I think <laughs> you're you right. Yeah. Because can, and she doesn't drive in the rain at all. And it was like really bad rain, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. It was uh, it was a good time. So if you didn't stop talking about 
a damn sombrero car, I could not be here today. Yep. It's very true. Yep. Yeah. And if uh, me and Greg Thanks. and Davis weren't aggressive rollerbladers in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, <laughs> that, you know, that wouldn't even been an issue. But yeah, that's true. Uh, we would have been doing something else. That was fun times. How about you, Squiddy? You got any other humor related memories, laughter? Well, I can kind of think of a time where it was at my expense, but the room got laughing. It was a <laughs> another ventriloquism type story, you know, except it wasn't a fart this time. So my guitar teacher, he has this like, I think it's like a PA system or something in the guitar class to play music and whatnot. Um, he's also got a keyboard with a bunch of different sounds on it that's hooked up to the PA system. And, you know, we're all doing our tuning or whatever. And I was walking up the front, right in front of the left, or the, no, the right PA, going to get a tuner whenever he played like a child girl's scream, like right as I was walking by. <laughs> and the entire room just looked at me for a second like, did this kid who doesn't talk just make that noise i was like did i make that noise i was confused too because <laughs> it seemed like it was coming from me from my general direction everyone was looking at me so i wasn't sure for a second there <laughs> i can think of one last story that host anthony has told on a previous episode that i think is pretty hilarious i don't think anybody was laughing but i think leads to laughter uh this is a pretty recent episode so if you're a new listener please go back and listen it's pretty cool and if you're a old listener then that's cool too so the story was, uh, as Anthony tells it, he was on his way to go buy a new video game. And he's driving his car. Anthony, when his younger days, would not claim to be the best driver ever. And I, I think in his later days now, I think he's probably much better. <laughs> no. So on the way to get this new game, he's riding on some of the awesome ro roads in the Poconos. We all grew up in the Poconos, which is some crazy-ass living. It's not as nice as it seems, but it's also way better than it seems. So Anthony goes around a turn, does this and that, does an host Anthony thing, goes off the road, crashes his car. A little kid sees him, and he doesn't want to scare the little kid, so he gets out of the car, and he pretends he's a cowboy, and he goes, yippa-tippa-ki-yay-tippa-tippy. Meanwhile, he's, like, all disheveled because he was just in a car accident, doesn't want to frighten the kid. The kid's probably more frightened of him now. Which we all thought, too, but he dissolved the situation with humor he was able to use that kid's phone because this is pre-cell phone times, and then he eventually got that video game. <laughs> so I'd like to think that humor is, uh, laughter is often the best medicine. I would like to think that he was going to get a racing game. <laughs> well, that was great. I think we've come to some conclusions. We've all thought about how laughter has aided us and how laughter is awesome and how farts are funny. As always, call in at 929-352-6173 if you'd like to ask us a question, leave us a message, or feel free to reach out to us at Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Check us out for past, present, and future episodes on moot.tv. Yes, that's a website. Just put in moot.tv in your browser. You get to see all of our episodes. There's links there where you can see everything that we're involved in. Also, you can see a little donate button on any one of the Let Me Ask You a Question posts there if you'd like to donate some money to Let Me Ask You a Question. I know we're in dire times, and there's a lot more important things to donate to, so that's fine too, of course, but just so you know that we're there. Also, if you'd like to email the parent company that is allthingsmoot at gmail.com, the Gregaman, where can we find you? At the Gregaman on all the things. Amazing. How about you, Milos? Not sure what I want to advertise. Um... I'm a person, and I exist. <laughs> As your father and you're young, I like it. Let's keep it that way. And you can find me at either We Are All Spies or at EJ Dukoski on everywhere that you'd possibly want to find me. 
Thanks for joining us. Maybe next time we'll have the full crew, and you can listen to us on Let Me Ask You a Question. Booyah! Mood.tv. And it was delicious floor bacon.